Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. We are going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the Blues Analyst for 101 ESPN and the Blues Radio Network. He's Joey Vitale joining us on BK and Ferrario. Joey, what's good, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. <sighs> BK, boys. Hey, doing doing really good. Always, always awesome talking to you guys. Tanner, whenever he calls me on these hits today, he gave me, he gave me kind of like a, a Joey Buffoon kind of friend. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Hey, Joey, how you doing? It kind of brought me back to the old Joey guy character from Friends, and kind of made me feel pretty good. I appreciate it, Tanner. Well, well Joey, Tanner's starting to learn. When you're around Italians this much, you got to start to have a little bit of a, a different slang when you talk. Like, how you doing? Yeah, yeah a little swag. I, I felt him kind of lifting his shoulders and shrugging his eyebrows back as, as he was saying it through the phone. You know you know, you got your personality speaking through the, the airways when when – like that. Well, Joe, I don't know if you know this, but Tanner used to be labeled as Chick Magnet when he was back in in, in grade school. Dude, the Chick, is that for real? Yeah, he's got a poster that says it. The Chick Magnet. When I used to work in construction, uh, so I worked with a guy named Dan Howard. He was an awesome guy, big goatee, typical construction guy. He was one of the best. Um, basically, he, he would come into like these garages and he would just he, he would tear down stuff, right? So in concrete, obviously, you got the pores and you got to build these buildings, but then you have like the destruction side of things. And he was one of the best with the jackhammer, the bobcast, and and he would he would always have his hard hat on. And, and he was one of the first guys I've ever seen. He would actually flip his hard hat around backwards. So you take the inserts from the inside, you kind of flip it around. So the bills actually to the back. It's almost like a backwards hat. And he's like, you know what this is, guys, don't you? And we're like, uh, hard hat? I was like 12 years old. I didn't even know much about girls. You know what I mean? I was definitely pre-puberty. And he goes, no way, man. This is a chick magnet. He goes, chicks, chicks dig this thing. I'm like, oh, really? So he's like, yeah, yeah. So from that moment on, we always we always refer to the backwards hard hat as a chick magnet. And and whenever whenever we got to these job sites, he'd be like, don't forget the chick magnet. <laughs> I had a label maker when I was in high school, and I, I actually asked my mom to borrow it once, and I, and, I, and I literally printed out chick magnet, and I put it right in the front of my hard hat. Joey, you mentioned uh, Joey from Friends. What's your favorite sitcom? Uh, diner, is Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives a sitcom? <laughs> <laughs> is it? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't consider that to be a sitcom. <laughs> I no. so. Dude, I, honestly, I, 
I don't. I, I can't remember the last time I went to the bathroom by myself. BK, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Let alone sit down and watch a show. It drives me nuts. Like I'm on the road with like Herb and Kelly and Panger. They're talking about uh, Outlander or out something or another or uh, uh, Peaky Blinders or Blind and Peakies or I, I, I don't know something. You got it right the first time. I'm not sure what the Outlanders is, but I've definitely yeah, the heard Outlanders. Of and, yeah, they're talking about some like show with a coach in Europe, coaching with the mustache. I don't know. But Ted anyway. Lasso. you never seen Ted nah, Lasso? I'm with yeah, you there, Joe. I, I, again, I, I, I've, never ta- I've never gone to the bathroom alone in the last probably four to five years of my life, so I just don't know when I'll have time to sit down. Now, I do like Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. That's like the perfect show in the background where you can pick it up at any moment in the show and just be like, dang, that looks good. And you don't need to worry about what happened before. You don't need to worry about what happened after. So to me, it's all about Guy Fieri and his uh, blonde spikes, and to me, that's my uh, that's my go-to. Joe Curbs just texted me, and uh, of course, he's listening to BK and Ferrario because it's his favorite show. But he just texted who, me. Who doesn't listen? Who's not listening? He, Great just, point. he just texted Joe, and he said, "Obviously, your favorite show is my favorite show, and it's Mash." <laughs> Mash is the worst show in human history. Thank you. Cool. Yes. Thank you. Did we all just become best friends? <laughs> yes, we did. No, we're not best friends. It's I love Mash. It's an of awful show. Likes Mash. Of course it, he does. It, it's the show. Like when we were growing up, we had six channels. We had like Fox, NBC, ABC. That's all I had. Yep. And I, I'll never. It's like uh, like routine. I would come home from junior B practice or, or AAA practice. I would come home, flip on my one of four channels in my room, and it just always seemed to be the, the beginning of Mash. I don't know if it was like after Friends. Or like before Dawson's Creek, Dawson's Creek. Oh, you know what Dawson's Creek? I go back. Dawson's Creek was the greatest sitcom of all time. If that's the camp, the Pacey that that was the go-to. But Mash, <laughs> Mash was always on, and it just drove me crazy. I think it was like the uh, what's it called when you start a show? Is, that, is it the intro or is it the? I know it's not the outro. It's, it's Talking called about the, the theme song. Cre- yeah, the theme song and the, and the credit start. Yeah. Anyway, I just remember like this uh, Vietnam like helicopter coming into this like ba- like base with all these soldiers. And it looks just so like black and white, and it just drove me nuts. I was actually in the hallway down at Morning Skate this morning, and we were talking about it as Curves was trying to give some. He was trying to give guys in, in our uh, in our circle like some movie advice, and I just stopped him in his track and said, "Curves, please stop." I go, guys. Curbs has given me about 40 movies to watch in the past three years. I literally say no to all of them. Once I see most of them are black and white. Um, most of them are like Mighty Python theme where it's like that really weird old man dad joke humor. Mm-hmm. So I just completely shun all those. There was one though. There was one movie I watched of his. So I don't know why I don't give him enough credit because he's actually batting a thousand percent. What's it called? Death at a Funeral. Have you guys ever seen oh, Death at a yes, Funeral? Oh yes, with no. Kevin Hart. Oh, it's amazing. No, no, Alex. This is this is why Curbs. This is why Curbs gets under your skin. This is why you piss him off. No, not the new one, the old one. Not not talking about the remake. You got to go to the original. Nobody the, cares the, about the original. No, the original's great. It's like British themed and it's a little bit older. <laughs> I I was in tears. I was in stitches about two years ago. I finally watched one movie. So he is batting a thousand. I heard the remake wasn't as good, but that's uh, at a funeral. Joe, watch the Please. watch the remake because Danny Glover is amazing. In I it. like the cast for this. It's got the, one of the main guys from one of my favorite shows, Succession. It's got the guy uh, from Game of Thrones. It's got a good yeah. cast. The little guy, the little guy from Game of Thrones, he, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a scene where he's like part of the funeral. And, and again, it's maybe top 10 funniest scenes of all time. Okay, Joey, if we don't talk a little bit of blues, <laughs> our, our audience is going to get mad at us. Although I could do this for the rest of the show Amen. today and be totally fine. Um, are, what are you most looking forward to seeing from the blues tonight as they try to get back on track after their four game losing streak that you said uh, during the during the game on Tuesday night had to be a low point of the season for them? 
Yeah, I think it was. You know, I think I think certainly as you get closer to the deadline, you get closer to um, seeing how this division is unfolding. I think it's just the desperation just keeps ratcheting up with this team. This is a team that uh, I know that a lot of people probably looking at, well, what's going on with the Blues? Is is, there, is everything okay? Is, what's going on? Are they? This is a calm group. This is, this is a confident group. I was with Steve Ott last night, David Perron. There was some hockey tryouts out of Maryville. And just small talking with those guys. And, and without it even being said, there's just this very calm calm disposition about this group. And a group that's proven already won a Stanley Cup just a few years ago. So that's what happens when you win a cup. You just you know you have the confidence. And you know you're going to deal with adversity. I mean, an interesting comment from David Perron was that, you know, every year you're going to deal with adversity. And, and he followed that up with, you might as well go through it now instead of the first week of May. And he's absolutely right. Every team's going to go through this valley that they're in through right now. Uh, they're still in a great spot. They're still second in the division. Uh, the playoffs are in perfect grasp for them. They do need to turn it around. But still, adversity is something that they're going through. And, and they welcome because you know that you can't win without kind of going through this adversity. You know, I think that I think looking at this game here tonight, I think the biggest thing uh, to keep an eye on is that the fact that they have not been generating a lot of offense, and that needs to change. And, you know, Craig Bruby said it best this morning, when, when you're not sustaining a lot of pressure in the offensive zone, one, you're not getting scoring chances. Two, you're not scoring goals. You know, three, you're not getting shots on net, which, of course, we've seen especially in second periods over the last two games. They only four shots in the last two games in the second periods, which is, is just um, completely uncharacteristic of this team. But, but another aspect of this whole thing, and like you said, which is a great point, was when you don't have that offensive sustained pressure, you're not drawing a lot of penalties. And I think you look at the last couple of games there where the, the Blues power play uh, has traditionally in those games where they've been a little sloppy have made a difference. Well, it's been tough for the power play to make a difference because they're not drawing any penalties. Where are penalties drawn for the most part? They're drawn, drawn in the offensive zone, especially when you have kind of like a two, three shifts back-to-back where you're wearing the other team down. They get so exhausted, they just get their sticks up, they get in the way, and all of a sudden the ref calls a penalty. And so it's something that's earned. So I think that's one of the biggest areas tonight is uh, generating more offense, drawing more penalties by staying in the offensive zone for sure. Joe, what did you make uh, of Craig Berube's decision today? Because it looked like uh, Mikola was skating with Bortuzzo and Scandella, who's getting back into the lineup, skating with Colton Pareko as the pairing mates. Yeah, you know, I think that he, he mentioned that Pareko and Nico Mikola just haven't been as sharp. You know, he said it to us this morning. They just haven't been quite as sharp as they, they've been through stretches of the season. And now with Marco Scandella healthy, uh, they, they want to kind of move it back. And, you know, I think that when you have a player that's injured, a player that's missed some time, you know, the biggest thing you want to see in them is just kind of add a little spark to the game. You know, look at Torbchenko last game. He, he gets called up. He kind of blows up. I believe it was Gambrill there in that first period. Kelly tries to fight him. He skates away. They draw a penalty. They go to the power play. I mean, it's things like that when you have that kind of young, like having played in a while energy. You look for players like that to make a difference in the game. Marco Scandella has missed the last 11. And I think that he's a player that you want him to kind of have that jump. You want him to kind of go out there and want to make a difference. Um, you compare that to a guy like Colton Pareko, who's been playing a lot of games, it's been a lot of travel, it's been taxing on the guy. So he's kind of in those dog days, right? But when you can put when you can put a top uh, top guy defender like Marco Scandella up on that top pair with Colton Pareko, um, you're really hoping that they can reignite some of that magic uh, that, that they had, of course, a couple of years ago when they got him in that trade and, and of course, signed that extension. So that's what they're looking to do, and hopefully he's healthy enough and, and can handle the minutes, guys, because this is going to be a tough tough matchup here tonight between the Zabinijad line, the Strom line. You know, it's one of those things like pick your poison. You got Kreider on one, you got Panarin on the other. I mean, Hunt, uh, it's just, it's, you kind of keep, keep, you look at the top six, I mean, it's hard to argue that this may, may be some of the the most exciting top six uh, we've seen in, in probably recent past, I would say, with, with the NHL, the way they can move. And we, of course, all saw that game last week in the Madison Square Garden, maybe one of the more exciting games of the year. And, and these, these top two lines can go. So it's going to be a big challenge tonight for Marco. Uh, welcome back. Kind of jump into it early. 
with Colton, but I know they're excited to have number six back in the lineup. Joey, we'll get you out of here on this one. Joey Vitale, last question for him here on 101 ESPN. The answer can be no to this if that is the case. Do you have any strong feelings on Jacob Middleton, the left-handed defenseman from the San Jose Sharks, or Travis San- Sanheim? I-, I think I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. that correctly. Sanheim. Yep, Sanheim. Do you have any like strong thoughts on either of those two players, which both of whom might be available at the trade deadline, apparently? You, you know, I, I like Sanheim's game a lot. I think, you know, obviously he's a, he's a proven pro now. Um, very responsible. I, I like Sanheim because he, he does make that simple play. You know, I think that that's something that is, is so overshadowed in the game nowadays is just the simple play. We all get so mesmerized by the Kale McCars and the Quinn Hughes's and they're kind of like opening their hips and shimmying and dancing and shampooing around players and breaking ankles. And that's all uh, good and gravy. But I think you, you ask this coaching staff and you ask these players, you know, you just want a guy that's going to make a simple play in a predictable, consistent, you know, simple play. Uh, again, going back to a conversation I had with uh, David Perron, this was actually a few nights ago in, in, the, in the second of four tryouts for hockey club here in, sec- in uh, St. Louis, which is uh, an awesome club they have out there. You know, he mentioned, he mentioned Robert Bortuzzo, and, and, he, and this was unprompted. He said, you know, Bortz, people don't understand. He, he just makes that simple four- to five-foot pass every time. There's nothing flashy about it. He actually looks a little goofy doing it, but the play is made. And he goes, I don't know if there's a, if a guy on our team that can make that simple executed play, just that little five-foot pass, just to space or just to a stick that can get in and out of trouble. It doesn't take much. Right, and that's that's what you have when you have experience like Bortuzzo had. So it doesn't need to look all that great. So to me, to bring up your question there, uh, BK Sandheim does have a lot to, a lot of that to his game. He's got kind of that simple approach. He's got some offensive abilities, obviously, but a proven pro. He's been around the block and he understands what this league's about. And and a guy that's probably looking for a new uh, a new change of scenery, like like everyone on the trade trade deadline block this year. So interesting, right there. It's just um, I think a lot's going to come down to what they see in Marco Scandell starting tonight, moving into the weekend, of course, in Nashville on Saturday afternoon. And, you know, seeing if, if they can reignite something with this top pair. And then that may solve a lot of questions for Doug Armstrong with a little over a week left in the deadline. He's Joey Vitale. You'll hear him tonight on the call. Blues versus the Rangers as they look to get back on track. Joey, we always enjoy, man. We'll talk with you again soon. Sounds good, boys. You guys have a great week.